It's time to accelerate. Hi, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Join me as I host conversations with the leading experts in sales, marketing, sales automation, sales process, leadership, management, training, coaching, any resource that I believe to help you accelerate the growth of your sales, your business, and most importantly, you. Hello and welcome to Accelerate. It's another edition of Frontline Friday with my special, special, special guest. We've got three specials this week for Bridget Gleason. How are you doing? I am doing great, and I'm glad that I got three specials today. Thank you. Yes, yes. Well, it's, it's one of those I'm days. I'm three. I, That's my max so far, which is fine. I'm happy at three. Yeah. I'm happy at three. Well, I, and it could be you're getting rewarded because I was able to get... Not that necessarily involves you, but I was able to get Springsteen tickets uh, this today. So, it doesn't involve me, just in case anyone's wondering. It does not involve me. I wish that it did. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's one of those things where my wife called me and said, are, are you by your computer? She goes, I go, yeah. She goes, well, um, yeah, I, I, I was going to surprise you with this, but I'm not at my computer and Springsteen tickets go on, go on sale for uh, in two minutes. Can you get on your computer and see if you can get some? So <laughs> I lucked out. So, that is fantastic. Yeah. The, is- the Meadowlands in August. Oh, how great. Well, congratulations on that. Yeah. The rest of us are jealous. Well, at least this one is, but that's fantastic. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen him uh, in concert, so um, I won't even say how long it's been since the last time I saw him. Um, I know. Or the first time I saw him. So, <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited. So, it'll be a good little birthday present back uh, that's, in August. That's great. Great, great, great. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, gosh, you know, one thing we haven't done for a while is we haven't done a weather forecast. I was just wondering how, how the weather is where you are today. Oh, beautiful, 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 sunny, warm. God, yesterday I walked out of the building, which is sometimes unusual, at midday, and it was in the 80s. Um, super warm. Today's not quite that warm, but it's a beautiful, beautiful day. Super thankful for a beautiful day. Where are you, Andy? Uh, on the West Coast today in San okay. Diego, and okay. uh, in the San Diego, beautiful there. The San Diego studios of Accelerate. It is uh, we're experiencing our typical June gloom weather. It okay. starts starts yeah. in May, May June. Um, so yeah, it's mostly overcast until eh, probably about three hours from now. Then the sun will break through for a few hours, <laughs> and that'll be it. So okay. One of the prices, small price to pay for living in paradise. Uh, listen, I went, 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 Yeah, you can hear the tiny violins playing now in sympathy. That's right. So, right. That's right. All right. So the topic today is: Do the details still matter in sales? I mean, when, <laughs> again, referring to a previous episode, we talked about the good old days when you and I got started in in field sales. Is details mattered a lot? So, I mean, I, I had to go out and buy a bunch of suits because we had to wear suits. And actually, when I got started, it was all, the style at the time was all three-piece suits. And, um, yeah, everybody was dressed to the T. And, you know, that was one of the details that, that I said that really, really mattered at that point. I mean, now, today, I guess I see, because of the different more informal methods of communication that we've developed from the technology with texting and so on is that, yeah, yeah spelling, grammar, punctuation, uh, sentence structure, people, you know, inside sales jobs, yeah, pretty much 
wear what they want. Uh, yeah, does does all of that matter? Sort of the global topic for today. Okay, well, I can end this podcast really quickly by just saying yes, and we can hang up. <laughs> I think it's. I think the details matter. Um, and, and you know, the starting with the one that you opened with, which is dress, and. Does it matter what we wear to the office? There's still company. I, I know, well, I'll just say IBM in Dublin, Ireland. Okay, so I don't have a huge sample set, but I've heard it here also that they have a dress code even for inside sales. I don't, we don't have a dress code for inside sales at Sumo Logic other than you got to dress professionally. Mm-hmm. And I think that how we present ourselves. I, I think it matters uh, early on. I mean, to your point at Xerox, I also, it was a, it was a suit and a white blouse and we really mixed it up. Women wore, you know, like tie scarves, but my, my sales manager at the time made the point that we're always selling and we're selling internally. We're selling like he believed that the documents and emails that we sent to one another and they being grammatically correct and the presentations internal are as important as external. That it's just this habit and rigor around our brand, our personal brand, and what that looks like whether we're in front of a customer or not. And I agree. I mean, I think that that's a great way of putting it. It's about the personal brand mm-hmm. is that everybody needs to be conscious of that because it becomes a point of differentiation whether it's, you know, you're competing with someone internally, maybe unbeknownst to yourself, but you're competing with somebody internally for a specific promotion, uh, or you're competing with somebody internally to have uh, influence over somebody for a specific decision that you want made, or with your prospects and your customers, it makes a difference. For people that want to claim that, you know, spelling your, <laughs> the contraction you are, Y-O-U-R, is okay, when it's really Y-O-U apostrophe R-E, um, they're taken a lot for granted when they do that. They're taken yeah, for granted. I, they think that people don't care. And especially if your job is selling something where details matter. You know, if you're representing, let's say, a software company where the details really matter. If you're a prospect and they're saying, gosh, the communications is really sloppy. I mean, the sales, the sales rep has got spelling errors and punctuation. Clearly no one's checked it or the po- proposals that come and the agreements that come have errors in them that says well gosh maybe their culture of attention to detail really doesn't flow through to the engineering side and maybe that's an issue relative to their product yeah and i think some of it we still we all still have this reptilian brain that uh, that uh, that contributes to what goes on in our minds and sometimes these the thought process, it's not even conscious. So to your point, somebody's sloppy or there are spelling errors, it may not be a conscious thought in the mind of your prospect, oh, sloppy, uh, spelling errors, sloppy product. But it's an unconscious connection that gets made that creates a bias against your product or service or you as a salesperson. And there's a lot that goes on 
um, at the unconscious level. I, in, in fact, when I was at Yesware, I, I brought in, I did a sales training. I had somebody come in and all they talked about, I think we had three or four sessions were the unconscious side of selling and what people are taking from our email messages and our, the tone of our voice and the way that we dress and the words that we use that again are not maybe conscious in nature, but they're still, they still, our, our unconscious mind still does control or have an influence, I should say, on a lot of the decisions that we make. So I, I, the other, I, I know I've mentioned this book before. Uh, it's Bill Walsh's book, The Standards mm-hmm. of Performance. And he writes about in his book with the 49ers that every detail mattered to their performance. It mattered the person answering the phone that was selling season tickets, the color of their shoelaces. Every detail mattered. And I, I really appreciated just, again, it's this, it's this bringing all of these together that ends up creating a, a kind of a great, a, a good end result. Yeah, a lot of what I've been speaking about in public sessions recently has to do with the emotional side of decision making. And yeah, you know, the science is pretty clear that uh, people make emotional decisions for logical reasons, meaning they're leading with the emotional side of their decision making and they backfill with the rationale, the rationalizations for why they made that decision. And so this attention to detail and this level of detail, that appeals to or speaks to people on the emotional side of the decisions they make, which is what they lead with. So you are putting yourself at jeopardy if you're not paying attention to the details really at every step of the process. So, I mean, one thing that's interesting about how you dress, and you gave up the example of IBM having a dress code for inside sales jobs, is I was reading an article recently that cited a a research study that had been done saying that specifically in inside sales jobs, and they were using uh, remote workers as well as part of that sample size, is that they performed better when they dressed better. Meaning that psychologically they felt more prepared and more ready for the job. Being dressed, not necessarily wearing a suit and and tie, but used to dress professionally, dressed for the job, than if they were in shorts and t-shirts or something like that. Yeah, and and there's a lot of uh, studies and evidence to support that in kind of a, a wide range of situations. I remember... High school, senior year of high school, and we had after graduation. We were I was in Southern California, and we would go. They would they closed Disneyland for a bunch of different graduating seniors, but there was a there was a dress code requirement that we had the the young men needed to be in, in suits. The women needed to be also uh, like in I don't even it, maybe it was dresses um, at in the day. At Disneyland. At Disneyland. At Disneyland. Because what they found was that, as a whole, the groups, they they behaved better just by the way they dressed versus (laughs) if people came in, you know, shorts and T-shirts and all of that. And, and I, I've always remembered that. And I thought, yeah, it's, it's very true. It, we're sending a message to ourselves about who we are and, our level of professionalism. I just, I think it's, it's a message that we send ourselves. It's a really important message about who we are and 
you know, I've, I've always, you've probably read this too, Andy, don't dress for the job you have, dress for the job you want. And, and, and they say that about, you know, don't do the job you have, but, but, but think mm-hmm. about the job you want, but also in dress to do that. And I, again, people, we may not want to believe that there's a visual component, but even amongst an inside sales team, somebody that comes in and dresses professionally and looks professionally, they do have a, they're going to have the unconscious advantage over the people that are thinking about all things being equal, who's going to get promoted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, what about their performance with the customers too? Absolutely. Uh, that that's and when you say performance with the customers, what do you mean? I mean the people that dress more nicely come in. They're gonna be. I mean the the research is saying they're gonna be more professional, be more successful at their work than those. As I said that might show up in t-shirts and shorts. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, they're they're gonna be more successful even on the phone, interacting with customers. Y- you know, there's. Um, gosh, we were told. When you're cold calling, make sure you sit up straight, have a mirror, be smiling, have your tone. All of this goes into the way that you communicate and not just the words, but more is communicated over t- with tone than it is with the words we use. So you're, yeah, what it's, you're it's your wearing body, it's your contributes body language. to this. Yeah, I was going to say, it's your yeah, body language. Contributes to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I mean, yes, I believe that details matter, even the ones that you think one might just on the surface think, well, why does it matter? Nobody sees me. Right. And um, I, I, like you and I've said, I, I would argue that it uh, definitely matters. I was just laughing because I don't know if you could hear in the background, but uh, <laughs> my, my studio here in San Diego is very close to where the cruise ships come in. And a Disney cruise ship is in the port. Ah! And, you know, at various times during the day when the ships are hindered, um, they sound their horns. And usually it's just a blast of a ship, ship horn. But for Disney, it's if you wish upon a star. So, bum, 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 bum. That's the, that's the big horn you hear them play. And they just blew it twice. So I, was, I don't know if you were hearing that, but I was, I was being serenaded by it. So maybe if the listeners could hear that. I couldn't hear it. And I just, I think it's so appropriate that I called into your world, Disney. I I feel powerful. Yes. There's obviously correlation, but but I feel powerful nonetheless. Yeah, it looks like a... What a great coincidence. Yeah, it looks like a fun ship sitting over there, too. It's uh, they. The first time they came to port here in San Diego was quite a, quite an event with all the news cameras and so on. But now they come more frequently. But uh, yeah, it's always entertaining when they have the Disney touch to their their ship their ship horn. Um, yeah. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back. We're going to talk more about with the details that matter with Bridget Gleason. Hi, this is Andy. Connect and Sell is used by sales reps at nearly a thousand companies, including hundreds of technology startups and several Fortune 500 companies, to overcome the challenges of getting prospects on the phone. Companies using Connect and Sell grow their revenues faster by enabling their sales reps to have more sales conversations in 90 minutes than they could otherwise achieve in an entire week. Connect and Sell can be deployed directly to your sales reps, or you can take advantage of their outbound on-demand service, which delivers qualified prospect meetings scheduled directly on your sales reps' calendars. 
Visit connectandsell.com to learn more about how Connect and Sell can start filling your pipeline today. Okay, we're back. In talking Frontline Friday, we're talking about do the details matter with a short digression about Disney cruise ships and and your high school senior outing to Disneyland wearing your, your proper dress, which much of, must have taken all the fun out of it. Um, kind of. Yeah. Kind of. That's yeah. what they wanted because what high school kids think is fun is not necessarily what uh, Disneyland would think is fun. There's a lot more trouble that goes, involved. Goes without, so I think, goes without the saying. Yeah, I think they achieved their objective, their desired objective. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember one night uh, quite a while ago, uh, big tech conference in, in Anaheim, and they closed Disneyland and opened it for the night for everybody from the tech conference. And yeah, people were... As wild as teenagers, um, I think, <laughs> since the tech industry skewed pretty young. And I think they probably regretted uh, opening the park that night for them. But anyway, um, so other thing about attention to detail is how you speak. And so one of the things that drives me nuts, and I've, I've written a blog post about this titled, Hey, I'm Not Your Buddy, um, is, <laughs> is when salespeople use that term. Which to me is is just a, again, a careless use of of language, and it's that habit or an affectation they've gotten into that almost unconscious at some point. But it's really can be off putting. And Andy, are you saying that a salesperson would talk to a prospect and say, "Hey, buddy, how are you doing?" All the time. That is. If I go to if I go to a that's mind blowing. I'll bet you I could get people on your staff to call me that. Um, <laughs> is if I go, uh, if I I'll go bet to you could. that's that's mortifying to me, and I'll, I and I think you're right. If I go to a conference and there's an exhibit space, and yeah, you know, I'd say there's vendors out there, and and you know, without pointing figures, it tends to be a little bit of the younger demographic that does it. Is yeah, buddy or pal? Pal tends to be older. Buddy tends to be younger. Um, older, older salespeople tend to say, Hey pal, how you doing? Yeah, pal, that's great. Not your pal, not your buddy. <laughs> and so what about, but I, the th- interesting thing is it's, it's a guy thing. I mean, I don't, I don't hear female sales reps say that. <laughs> so it's kind no. of, <laughs> you no. say that, of course not. No. Your, your no, tone is, not of gonna, course not. I know. We're not going to say, Hey buddy. I, so, I don't know what we would say, but we're not going to say, hey, buddy. <laughs> so, We've got our own issues, but we're not going to say, hey, buddy. Right. So why, when they're uncomfortable, do salesmen, men, male salespeople, default to, because really, it's a lack of comfort, right? It's a lack of knowing what else to say. Or it's, it's a, a false attempt to, to think that the familiarity breeds the relationship. So... What is it that, that, that you know, gets them to do that? But secondly, is how do you, or maybe you don't because you haven't heard that much, is you know, how do you work with them to stop doing that? Okay, like I hear on calls that you know, a manager will say, hey, bud, how you doing? Hey, buddy, how you doing? Talking to other, the reps that work for him. Mm-hmm. So I've heard, like I know they use the term. I know you, they use the term. On any of the calls that I've been on with the reps, I haven't heard it. But now, Andy, I am going to, boy, oh, boy, pay 
close, close, close attention because that would drive me crazy. I don't think, I, I don't know what it is. I, I wonder if it's, you mentioned a wanting to like breed some sort of familiarity and, and thinking that's, uh, that, that instead of really building a relationship, I, that's where I think they would use it is let's, um, let's use it. And then, Hey, see, Hey buddy, I've got a good relationship with the economic buyer. Hey bud, how are you doing? I can see them using it that maybe even more so than, than being nervous. I don't know. I think it's a vocal tick or a verbal tick. We'll call it similar to saying, uh, or, you know, you know, you know, I mean, I've got a, a friend who's a wonderfully brilliant person, but when we speak, on the phone, literally 30% of his conversation is comprised of the words, you know, and it's, it's, it, you know, it could start driving you to distraction at some point. How do you solve you know? that? that really? Because you know, right. How do you, how do you solve you that? Know? You know, you know, so the, it really requires you to think and be deliberate and mindful about what you're saying. And the thing is, you, and you have to, you have to, you have to have drills and do some role plays in sales meetings and then be very conscious as you know you get the good coaching that you've given people and i think i just said you know there give them good coaching and then you have to be really mindful about it when you're talking to a prospect is just don't slip into that false familiarity that hey buddy mode because i know i'm not the only one that's actually was a blog post a lot of feedback on people that is like yeah yeah this drives me to distraction I think your point, Andy, about having some discipline or something that you're either doing as a rep or as a manager, whoever is saying it, but also that we lean on our peers and our manager to help point it out when we're saying it so that we do it less. Sometimes we don't. I'll bet people don't recognize that they're doing it. Sure. And I think there's some managers that don't recognize that people are doing it. And so it doesn't really occur to them to provide some feedback is that, hey, there's a better way for us to go with that. Right. And I, I've had, when I've done Toastmasters, where they count the number of um, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. um, or O oh, or pauses, they count them. And I had a lot more than I thought I would. I was not aware at all. And it was really helpful to me to pay attention to that and think, okay, that's something I'm going to be more mindful of and pay attention to. But as you point out, it, it requires sort of an ongoing moderation of and, and a, attention to. And any help that you can get from your peers, your manager, I think that'll just help accelerate the, um, you know, buddy, or whatever it is, whatever verbal ticket is that you've gotten in the habit of, of saying, I should record myself. Also, I have a lot of reps that record their calls and then they listen to them. And that's a great place to hear things that you didn't pick up on when you were in the middle of the conversation. And I think it'd be worth for managers that have those recorded calls available is to understand, first of all, it, it matters. So you have very few opportunities to make a, an impression on it and help the customer form a perception of you. And it's just these little things we talked about that can really make the difference between you and someone else. 
know, at the end of the day, I contend, and I wrote about this in my most recent book, and there's been research done about this by, uh, I published an article in the Harvard Business Review a couple of years ago, that the difference between winning and losing in most sales deals is not, hey, you are 5% better, you are 10% better, 15% better than the other guys. Basically, you are the same. And the customer was looking for those 1% and 2% differences as reasons to make a decision. And if the customer is put off by you as a sales rep, that could be that 1%. You know, if they thought you got too familiar too quickly, or they think you were too careless, or they thought that they found too many spelling or punctuation errors in the proposal and the contract, that makes a difference. At the end of the day, that could be the 1% difference. That could be the tiebreaker between you and your competitor. So is important? Absolutely, because you can't assume that it's not important to the people you're selling to. Yeah, and I like that, that it's not a 10%, 20%. It's a, it's a percentage or two that we're trying to, to get ahead. It's so, back to the details, it's these small things that absolutely matter. Yeah, they make the difference at the end of the day. Well, good. Well, that talk, Ben, again, about... Uh, uh, Details, attention to details. As we did last week, we want to ask listeners to start submitting some questions to us because we want to do one or more shows that are comprised of our answers to listeners' questions. And as we said last week, uh, I think we decided this might be the tagline for the show. Your questions will be answered by two of the best and brightest minds in sales. But if we can't find them, you and I will do it instead. Perfect. So uh, send your questions. And it could be anything. It could be sales-related, tactical question about closing a deal or working a deal or getting a customer move from one stage to another. It could be a particular sales challenge you have with an opportunity or maybe a sales management challenge of any dimension. Between the two of us, we've got centuries of sales experience and um, more than enough wisdom to help you with your particular situation. So send your questions to andy at zerotimeselling.com. That will come right to me. Include your name and a title. At a minimum, maybe a brief description of your situation. You can include a company name if you wish, but it's not required. But again, send that to Andy at zerotimeselling.com. And when we accumulate enough questions, we'll start having shows. We'll answer those questions. Right? Sounds perfect. Perfect. Looking forward to it. All right. Buddy, thanks for being on the show. All right, bud. All right, bud. (laughs) (laughs) Talk to you soon. Have a great one. audience, thank you very much for joining us again. Accelerate listeners, and we'll be with you next Friday on Frontline Friday. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you heard and want to make sure you don't miss any upcoming episodes, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher.com. For more information about today's guests, visit my website at andypaul.com.